Hello there, you're listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Katherine Kelly, your host. Today I am speaking with Meredith Ruffey, Engineering Manager at American Honda Motor Company. During her 13-year tenure at Honda, Meredith has worked in various North American manufacturing facility weld departments, creating specifications for weld equipment with a focus on final body welding and construction. Meredith was the weld equipment project leader for the 2018 Honda Accord and the 2021 Acura TLX, and recently moved into a management position in which she leads associates conducting new model project roles within weld, paint, and assembly departments. She is a graduate of Honda's Leadership Advancement Mentorship Program, otherwise known as LAMP, and is the founder and co-chair of the Women Powering Honda Business Resource Group. Meredith obtained her bachelor's degree in industrial engineering technology with a minor in quality assurance from the University of Dayton. Meredith, welcome to the show. Thank you. Would you tell us a little bit more about the projects that you have worked on at Honda? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, Through my time at Honda, I've had the opportunity to work on a wide variety of really interesting and challenging projects, um, all that have been really focused um, in our weld department but they've taken place across our North American production facilities. Um, Inside of EGA, which EGA is Honda's in-house engineering group, we really focus on all of the production equipment um, at all of the facilities. And um, we're most often tied to new model development, um, but we also get to participate in the improvement um, projects uh, that really support the overall production characteristics um, of the facilities themselves. Um, I have personally been involved with installing literally hundreds of robots, um, which is kind of a a little feather in my cap, I feel like. Um, But we've, you know, those robots have done a variety of different tasks. So that includes um, resistance spot welding, MIG welding, um, bolt installation and tightening, um, material handling, and and actually full body Uh, body movement um, from a transfer on the production floor to an overhead conveyor. Um, I was able to lead the project um, for two different factories to update and innovate their final welding process. And we actually replaced the the body transfer equipment as well as added uh, 64 robots to each line to really innovate um, and be able to put on a, a thousands of welds, I feel like. Um, But I've also got to lead a project for a brand new line um, to innovate and remove some manual processes that were already existing um, and and kind of remove some of the ergo or ergonomic issues that maybe existed in manual processes. Um, That included um, some MIG weld application, um, adhesive application, the bolt tightening, um, as well as removing some debris, debris from the white body um, prior to entering our paint department. Um, most recently, as you mentioned, I was the uh, new model project leader um, for both, both the Accord as well as the TLX. Um, and for the Accord, we introduced a significant amount of new technology um, inside of the weld shop in, in Marysville Auto Plant here in Ohio. Um, that included laser brazing, um, in a inner frame body construction style and some high performance adhesive. Um, that in itself was a huge challenge. Um, and then kind of the TLX follows a similar body style. Um, and we've applied the same technology, 
Um, and it seems it could be easier the second time around, but honestly, sometimes second application is just as challenging, if not more challenging as the first application as you're dealing with different materials, um, different styling. So you feel like you got it on the first time, the second time maybe a, a little bit more challenging. Well, I have been to that area, the, the production line at the Marysville Auto Plant, and it uh, I can't even put into words how mind-blowing it is. The whole, it is. It's, oh, it's incredible. Um, so what are some of, of Honda's most long-standing, as, as well as possibly some of the most recent innovations that in, in your area? Yeah, good question. Um, I think when people think of Honda, they think of cars and, and motorcycles. Um, which I really hope that's what they think of, but we're at, at our heart, we're an engine company. Um, that's pretty significant because our engines drive the project products that make our customers' lives easier. Uh, so, you know, we make string trimmers, <laughs> we make generators, um, hybrid electric engines, um, and, and to the largest engine that we make, which is the jet engine for the Honda Jet Elite Aircraft. Um, we really take a great deal of pride in engineering um, the engines that drive our products. Um, something else that people may not know is that we started building our products here in Central Ohio more than 40 years ago. Um, we started as a motorcycle plant with, I think, 64 associates. And um, now we're at about 15,000 associates here in Ohio, um, alone, just in Ohio. Um, we have the two mass production um, plants at Marysville um, and East Liberty just down the road. Um, we also have an engine plant in Anna, Ohio, that's maybe an hour or so away. Um, we also have a transmission production plant in Russell's Point, Ohio, um, as well as a sprawling huge R&D facility in Raymond, Ohio, that's um, right behind our production facilities. Um, the really cool flashy one is our performance manufacturing center in Marysville, where we make the Acura NSX supercar. Um, but in addition um, to many other areas like EGA where I work, you know, these smaller kind of companies within companies. Uh, so Ohio really is an important and special place um, for Honda uh, in general. That's a good point to make. Um, and uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, people don't uh, realize that uh, ha ha that Ohio is, is such an important component of, of the company being one of the most innovative automotive manufacturers in the world. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, how is the company culture tied to that innovation? Uh, yeah, our culture is really um, interesting. I think no matter where you go throughout Honda, you will hear Honda philosophy or Honda principles. Um, at Mr. Honda encouraged associates to proceed with ambition and youthfulness. Um, and our other co-founder, Mr. Fujizawa, um, he encouraged associates to carry their own torch. So combine those together um, and these principles really give us the power to think creatively, pursue our ideas, and um, push them over the finish line. Um, all of the associates, again, throughout Honda, that's globally, um, that's no matter where you're standing within Honda, we're all aligned by that same principle and those same philosophies. Um, this allows us to really collaborate in a very seamless fashion. Um, I really hope that <laughs> that's something that people understand. It really allows us to create these products um, that hopefully many of your listeners are enjoying. Um, but the innovation we all strive for um, is fostered by that creative working environment. Um, we have the ability to be imaginative. Um, dream is one of our really core philosophies. Um, and it's really what makes Honda a special place to work. 
I learned about your participation in Honda's Leader Mentorship Program, LAMP, during your remarks in January at the Center for Operational Excellence Women's Leadership Program. How did you uh, get introduced to the LAMP program? That's a good question. So um, as you mentioned, LAMP stands for that Leadership Advancement Mentorship Program. And it's a year-long immersion program. Um, it selects, and, and this seems a little bit self-gratuitous to say, but they select 20 high potential associates um, from across all of Honda, not just in Ohio. Um, and we're really asked to learn more about the company. That's really at the heart of it. Um, many of the associates are from traditionally the underrepresented groups, um, women, ethnic minorities, members of the LGBTQ community. Um, this program really gives us an opportunity to directly interact with our executive leadership. Um, so I was introduced to LAMP by our company vice president um, during my time as the Accord project leader. Um, he mentioned it kind of casually at the end of one of my evaluations and asked if I'd be interested. And I said, I have no idea what it is. So he said, go learn and let me know. So I did. Um, I started researching it. And at the time, it was still a pretty young program. And I think it had just completed its fourth year. Um, and I really found it interesting the more I learned about it and understanding the scope of um, information and the scope of the program itself. I really wanted to learn more. I've, I'd never been exposed to the sales side. I had very little exposure to our um, research and design center, really the, the core of it. Um, and so I honestly just wanted, I really became interested also because um, the alumni of the program within Honda, there's some pretty flashy names of people who um, started in this program and then advanced throughout the company. So. Um, I'd never been exposed to a program like this. Um, and I was really excited, but nervous that I was even considered or even my name was in this group of these, again, very flashy names. And uh, given the amount of time that uh, that you've had since uh, graduating from the program, what impact has it had on your career? <laughs> yeah, so LAMP, I can't really understate the impact that LAMP has had, not only on my career, but my personal life as well. Um, the program gives you a look, from a professional standpoint, it gives you a look into different areas within Honda, um, like I said, that I had not previously been exposed. Um, inside of engineering, I had worked mostly within manufacturing. Um, this program gave me access to that whole new world <laughs> outside of manufacturing um, and outside of my own company. I learned about our sales division, our law division, the design and testing of our vehicles, um, and we even got to meet a large volume automotive dealer out in Los Angeles. Um, it, I had no idea. I didn't understand that interaction in the 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 community um, of Honda, and again, outside of our, outside of my walls. Um, so it's, it became, it exposed my, exposed me to really what the work that I do has on other areas within the company. Um, so we were given access to the leaders within each of those areas. Um, they provided a lot of perspective on many different aspects of our business um, that were unique and informative, again, that I had never really been exposed to. Um, and my business acumen drew, grew drastically. Um, I can now say I really understand what makes Honda tick. I don't know it to the degree that everyone else understands, you know, within their realm, but I really understand why we're successful as a company. 
Um, Another large benefit of the program is the networking that you get while immersed in these training segments. Um, I had 20 people in my cohort, as we call it, um, that really became invaluable resources to me. Um, we used each other and, and still to this day do. I just emailed um, someone in my cohort about something today. Um, so we use each other for feedback on challenges we face in our roles or, hey, I need some information about sales. I don't know anyone except for you. Can you help me? Can you, you know, teach me? And can you, you know, connect me with the right people? Um, and we use that a lot. And we got to sit in these um, Q&A sessions with the leadership um, and ask a bunch of questions on a, a number of different subjects. And uh, the skills and knowledge of these people around me were just amazing. They really forced me to up my game and to come um, with not softball questions, you know, to, to really dig in. And that was awesome. Uh, the networking outside of the cohort was really valuable to me. Um, we, I was exposed to not only my own uh, mentor, but the other 20 members in my cohort, I was exposed to their mentors as well. So I, I got um, to meet uh, and start a conversation with a plant manager um, at our manufacturing location in Indiana. Um, because of that conversation, I started the BRG at EGA. Um, he challenged me at, at, at a dinner and he said, why aren't you doing this? Like, why doesn't EGA have one? You should start it. And I went, yeah, yeah, I probably should start it. Why haven't I? Um, so I also um, had inside of our business resource group, I was able to meet another um, another mentor. And he really uh, strongly, he, he helped lead our um, long-term vision. Um, and so I asked him if he would have an interest in coming to talk to EGA and our business resource group um, about that vision. Um, it was really great because we got to talk a lot about this larger Honda vision um, of what the direction that we're going over the next 10 years. And um, EJ Associates got to understand how they could personally impact that. So it was not an opportunity just for me um, to grow my own network, but to really expose the people within my company to an area um, that maybe they didn't understand or that they wanted to learn more about. So I've gotten to do a lot of that um, and it's been amazing. Um, on the broader sense, <laughs> LAMP has really made me want to be a better person um, and make things better for other people as cheesy as that may sound, but I've become more focused on others than self. Um, and this continues outside of work. This isn't limited just to Honda, but um, this is also at being at home with my family in the community and really the world in general. Um, it gave me a feeling of wanting to learn more um, and do more to make a positive difference. Um, I want my ultimate life legacy, if, if I could even say that, um, but I want it to be um, one where people remember me for doing good, as simple as that. Seems like LAMP is uh, a, a very different take on carrying your own torch. It is. Absolutely, it is. And then also the connection to that culture of innovation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got to see some really amazing things and be exposed to some really amazing people. Well, let's talk about your career. I mean, I, I think you've... Uh, alluded to that during uh, the whole process of, of uh, being a part of LAMP and, uh, and, and maybe we can tie in your, um, the, the management skills that, that you learned, but um, did you always want to be an engineer? 
<laughs> it's funny that you say that. So um, according to my parents, yes. Um, at the age of three for my birthday, <laughs> I asked for a kitchen timer and a stopwatch and I got both. I mean, I must have been the cheapest three-year-old birthday party, but um, so it's probably not a surprise to anyone when I ended up as an industrial engineer. Um, my first job out of college, I was assigned to update all the cycle time studies um, in all of the manufacturing plants in which I worked. Um, so the first six months or so, I was known as the girl with the clipboard and a stopwatch. And when I came out to your line, I was doing the cycle time study. Um, so that was maybe a little precursor. Um, but then in high school, it's interesting because I don't remember, I loved math and science, but I also loved reading and loved English. And I remember guidance counselors and teachers just saying, you should really pursue engineering. And it was at a time, you know, I don't know that a ton has changed sadly, but it was at a time when women weren't well represented in the engineering roles. And so, you know, my counselors said, hey, you'll always have a job and you're gonna make decent money. And all right, that's magic to a, uh, an 18 year old's ears. Uh, so I pursued it and I'll say I got really lucky because I actually really love what I do. Um, and, and I really, I say lucky because I spent very little of my own energy investigating what engineering, what engineers do all day. Um, there's not, a, at the time, and, and I know that this has changed because I've participated in some, but there wasn't a lot of STEM opportunities in my high school. Um, not at least that I was exposed to or had the opportunity to participate in. So um, I think now what I would say, I wish I had the opportunity then, I think it would have just fueled me even more, but I would kind of push younger kids to get involved in that. no matter what, whether they like engineering, or, excuse me, whether they like math and science or not, I think there's something in there that even people who are, you know, really into reading and, you know, really into English, I think there's something there that maybe they would even um, appreciate and learn to love. So I think there's more to engineering than people think. And STEM is a great way to get a little bit of introduction to that. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, and in particular, what advice would you give to women graduates in engineering? I mean, coming from I mean, what, um, you know, what skills should they develop, you know, as you did with your engineering technology degree? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think the skills that I learned that I take a lot of heart, and it's probably going to be surprising because it's not the really technical side, but some of the things that I learned, and the technical side was obviously wildly important, and you're going to get that in engineering programs, but um, in all of the program, all of the classes that I was in in my program, um, they forced two things, which is group work and speaking to the class and speaking in public. Um, and Honda also encourages that a lot. I've had a lot of opportunity um, and a lot of, a lot of opportunity to speak, but I would say um, they really encourage the team mentality. And that's such a huge part of Honda. Um, we, no one really works inside of a vacuum, even if you're, you know, what we would consider maybe an individual contributor. Um, you are working in a group kind of pushing towards that same goal. Um, and the projects that I've been a part of are the teams that I've been on um, that have been successful are the ones that figure that out real early on um, that will define roles and responsibilities. We'll talk about the end goal um, and really understand that we're all on the same page. We may argue, we may push back, but that tension actually creates 
a better environment. And again, if you understand we're all trying to get to the same end place, I think you can really be successful. Um, if you don't work well together, you see projects fall apart. And, you know, from the outside, I've seen a lot of those. If you're not working together, you're working against one another. Um, so I think that teamwork thing is really huge and understanding you all have to carry your own weight. Everybody knows, you know, those classes where, you know, the group classes where you did all the work and <laughs> that's horrible. And I would say, again, that's that defining the roles and responsibilities up front. Um, but then I think also <laughs> the speaking in public or speaking to the front of the class, I hated it when I was in high, high school and college. Um, I didn't like it. I thought it was odd that they made us do this. I thought no one else in the room is really listening. They don't care. But um, now as a, as a project leader specifically, I've gotten to speak to all levels of management at Honda. Um, it can be very intimidating, um, extremely intimidating, <laughs> but I'll say I've been... Um, the experience that I had along the way has forced me to, to be comfortable with it. It has forced me to um, just become better at it. I don't know that I'm great at it, but um, I also was lucky enough at, for LAMP, we have a graduation ceremony at the end um, of your year. And I was lucky enough to speak at it. And I looked back at the video and for sure, uh, I was nervous because there is a crazy amount of executives in the room and that was not lost on me that night. Um, but you know, it, it's something probably in high school I would have absolutely avoided in college, most likely would have avoided, but now I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I, I'm all for it. And you get those opportunities um, to, and, and you should take them. So to me, that's the skill set. Again, not the technical side of it may be an odd answer for engineering, but it is really important even as an engineer to be able to work in a team and communicate your, your ideas. Um, and you asked about advice mm -hmm. that I would give. Um, I, I go to a lot of job fairs and career fairs at different colleges, and I've talked to a lot of students. And I don't know if this is a recent trend or not, but it seems like most of the students really, when I ask them what they're interested in, they say research and design. That, that's the main focus. Um, and trust me, I have seen some really awesome things at Honda within research and development. Um, I've had the chance to see um, clay models of cars. I've been able to see prototype development fully um, in crash simulation um, and test track runs, which are very cool. That is no doubt a very cool aspect to, to the job. But um, that isn't the only side of a really state-of-the-art engineering. Um, even within manufacturing, I've been involved um, in the development, like I mentioned, of laser brace technology um, to apply a roof in a brand new fashion for Honda. Uh, that team got to work hands-on to develop that laser system that met all the U.S. regulations um, in the cycle time that we demand, which is pretty fast, um, and at the high standard of quality that we expect here at Honda. That was really challenging. Um, and they did it in a very tight development window. Um, and they got to travel you know, all over um, and definitely back and forth to Japan to do testing. And all of that was done with manufacturing associates. Um, so they got to really support that um, from an install and testing. Um, and then finally through mass production as well. So I think the cool flashy work also happens inside of manufacturing, which maybe is lost um, sometimes on younger engineers, they maybe don't realize that some of that can happen in those walls as well. Um, I think, 
you know, advice that I would give any engineer, um, think about that, you know, really understand that, you know, it's, it is cool. It's doesn't engineering just doesn't happen in just that theoretical environment. Um, it can also be grabbing a robot teach pendant and walking, you know, getting into our welding cells or the assembly cells, um, grabbing a wrench and working inside of that to really understand the overall quality of um, a piece of machinery that you've been responsible for, that you've you've given the specifications for. Um, don't stand on the sidelines. I'd say that to women as well. I think that that applies is get in there, um, roll your sleeves up, stand alongside your manufacturing counterparts and learn. Um, you're gonna gain, I've seen this with a lot of women that I work with, you gain a ton of respect when you're out there line side. You gain a ton of respect um, if you're willing to um, learn at the spot. Um, I've seen too often that females will take a back seat in those discussions as they don't want to ask the questions or they don't want to feel like they don't know, but um, don't do that. Um, be willing to work just as hard as your manufacturing counterparts. Um, you're gonna, seriously, I, I think that's what's gained me a lot of respect in my career is just being willing to get out there. And uh, I have heard that women make better welders I hope that's true. And I, I'm, that's a rumor I'm going to spread because I like that. Um, I will say one of our female executives at Honda started out in our, she was a manufacturing, she was a welder in, um, I think our door line. And she references that a lot. She says that's her roots and that's what she goes with. Um, we also have a female associate um, inside of our engineering group that is part of our joining engineering technology group. Um, she actually, we that group controls all of the testing we do with resistance welding or adhesives or MIG welding. Um, and she does an awesome job at that. Um, I also see a lot of our technical experts within welding um, come that are women and they're becoming experts on the processes and the equipments and even the repair methods. Um, we have women in those roles of repair methods on the equipment itself. Um, and throughout my career, I've met a lot of women that are doing such awesome things inside the field, um, whether they're doing the materials testing, um, new material introduction for new models, um, or they're doing the actual welding on the production floor. Um, I like being a woman in this welding environment because oftentimes you aren't expected to be there. Um, it definitely doesn't mean you shouldn't be, but people are, can be a little bit surprised to see us. I think you're offering support for my statement. Um, so the, actually what you said about you know, being a, a woman uh, in manufacturing, you know, I, I was looking up a, a figure this morning for someone that, uh, that uh, uh, I think the percentage of women in manufacturing is at 29.4%. Uh, uh, so what do you see as the importance of supporting women in manufacturing? And what do you think are maybe one of the, you know, top two or three elements that are needed in order for women to thrive? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and that, that statistic is encouraging, but still like, oh, we have such a long way to go. I mean, almost 30%, that seems, even in my career, it seems like that has probably grown a lot. But, um, and honestly, I think it's, really about just seeing seeing yourself there. Um, we've heard a lot right in the recently about diversity and inclusion, diversity and inclusion, and, and absolutely rightly so. 
Um, we need to get other perspectives in all of our jobs in order to grow. Um, that diversity of thought is so important. Um, you can't get growth mindset by asking the same people the same questions. Um, I have been able to work with a lot of our female co-ops and it's so cool to see um, them approach a project or a prod problem in such a wildly different way than their male counterparts would. Um, and, and they bring a different viewpoint. Um, I think we need that. We need people with different perspectives um, to play off. I think a pretty common phrase is um, if we continue the way to think the way that we always have, we'll continue to get the results that we always have. Um, and I think women in this industry bring a different um, perspective. And, and again, I think the element that's important is just seeing women, um, seeing them in leadership roles, seeing them in any kind of manufacturing role. Um, I think you need to see women also with diverse backgrounds, you know, moms, black, Latino, Asian, LGBTQ, different abilities. We all need to be highlighted and seen. Um, in the BRG that we started, um, we hold monthly meetings. And one of the things that has happened that we've been really centering on, especially in the last year, is that if you can see it, you can be it mentality. And we've focused that not only within um, our roles, but we've tried to highlight um, in a lot of industries, politics, sports, um, you know, in all, in all realms of engineering, um, we've really highlighted women's stories um, of them blazing that trail and being the first. Um, it's important because that means others are going to follow. Um, our new, you know, vice president, female in the United States said it well, you know, she said that she's the first, but she's not going to be the last. And I think that that's really the core of what we're trying to promote um, inside of our BRG. Um, when I started as a um, as a leader in our division, I was one of the first, and there have been quite a few that have been promoted after me. Um, we're seeing so much more of that. The younger female engineers that are coming in as co-ops or new hires need to see that women in leadership's role, whether they be people leadership, project leadership, technical leadership roles, um, to know that there are career paths for women and that there is a long-term career for them. Um, Without seeing that, I, it just makes it harder to imagine themselves in, in that role. Um, I think it causes women to leave, quite frankly. Um, if there are no females filling your technical role, it's hard to imagine that anyone could make that jump. Um, it may be seen as like a man's world or a man's role. Um, I think it's happening more and I think we're seeing it more, um, which is awesome. But I think there's probably still large pockets of the industry that women don't occupy. Um, but to me, the most important part for women and other underrepresented groups to thrive in that environment is really representation. Well put. And uh, one last uh, question to wrap up, um, and and this is open ended, so you can you can choose to answer any way you would like. Um, you know, what 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 are you looking forward to? Uh, what's what's next for for you and or Honda? I would love to share for Honda, like I mentioned before, it's such an innovative company and we do such cool things, but I can't share the details of those upcoming projects because of confidentiality. But um, again, we're always innovating and working on exciting things. So keep your eye out. You'll see we have you know, new products launching all the time. Um, as for me, uh, I took on, again, my background as well. And as you mentioned at the start, I've um, also been in charge of project leaders that work inside of assembly um, and paint departments. 
And recently, I've also been tasked with um, supporting project leaders that also work in our stamping department, um, our plastics department, as well as our power unit department. So for me, <laughs> I'm going to have to learn a whole new world um, that I've not really previously been exposed. Um, and I, I know what my downstream customers were from Weld. I knew that paint and assembly were right there. Um, so this is really gonna, gonna stretch me a lot, but I'm excited about that. Um, I'm challenging myself to um, become much more um, familiar with the processes, equipment and the technology. And I'm kind of challenging myself to do that by the end of the year. Um, as I mentioned before, I think the best way to do that is to go to the spot. So I'm going to be relying on my um, content experts to teach me, um, just really immerse myself in it and understand um, and ask questions. Uh, I think that's really the best way to learn. So my job's really focused on how to improve the skills of our project leaders. But I think in order to be confident in that role, I have to better understand the environment in which they work. Um, and, and if not, I think that you're just kind of I'm doing myself and them a disservice. Um, but I will say I look forward to the challenge. Um, during one of my first meetings with Ron, my mentor, we had he had me do a, an exercise. And I mentioned this in the COE discussion as well, that we did a discussion or an exercise on um, what's my core value. And it, it honestly, it probably surprises no one, my husband, least of which, but one of my core values is competition. <laughs> um, and I know that can be a really ugly trait if I use it to be competitive with others, but I've been trying to really focus on competition within myself. And um, this is where you were skill set last year. You need to be better this year. You need to be growing. Um, and if you're not growing, what are you doing? So this is good for me to, to grow that breadth of knowledge um, and to learn about an area in which I know nothing now. So I'm excited about it. That's really um, really one of those things that, again, it's a big stretch. Um, and from a from for myself, I like to improve, you know, in general. But I like listening to podcasts like this one. I want to grow my skill set and be able to apply that to Honda and to the people around me. So I'm reading books or taking more training to gain new skills. Um, and I want to better myself in, in all ways and have that benefit the people around me. Um, I've also enjoyed, loved leading our BRG, um, but I'm going to be handing off that role to a new leader soon. So I'm going to be stepping in more of a support position for that, which I'm also really excited about. I want to see someone else take that and shape it in a new way um, and hopefully not you know, they're going to, they're going to grow it in a way that I had never imagined. So I'm excited about that too. Sounds like a host of great opportunities. Thank you so much, Meredith, for coming on the show. Yeah, it's absolutely been my pleasure. Thank you so much.